Welcome to That 30 Show, a podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, and the surprising parts of our 30s. I'm G, and I'm finally 30. I'm excited to find out if 30 really is the new 20, because if it is, then the best years are yet to come. And I'm David. I'm entering my mid-30s. I used to have no back pain or trouble sleeping, but now I live off a healthy diet of self-help books and dream of being in bed by 10pm every night. Join us each week as we try to figure out together what life in your 30s is all about. Welcome back to that 30 show. Welcome and back. guess who's in the 30s club? Who? Finally, me. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, G. Thank you. Well, oh by gosh. the time you guys are listening to this, I will be 30. Yes. And I can officially join this 30s club and be part of that 30s show. You're no longer. <laughs> I was a fraud. fraud. Yes, I was just going to say, yeah. you're no longer a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> This episode comes out the day after your birthday, as you just mentioned. So when you listen to this, you'll probably be hungover in Bali. Is that the plan? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, at that time, we'll be in the Philippines. So hungover in Philippines. Hungover in the Philippines. Have you? I can't wait. To Philippines before? No, no, I haven't. It was just something that was kind of like tagged on to the yeah. Bali trip because it's close enough. So um, essentially, it's G's birthday episode. All the rules are out the door. I don't. I don't care if we don't talk about anything related to life in our thirties. It's it's your birthday episode. You can do whatever the f you want. We're just gonna talk about <laughs> what you want, your favorite things. You know, I've never been to or nor have any interest in going to a rave. But if you want to talk about <laughs> raves for the next half hour, then so be it. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, well, this is quite related to that thirty show, though. Even it if is, I don't. Yeah. yeah because I'm turning 30. Wow, that's crazy. A new decade. It was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not, not, to, not to put it back on you too much, but like, that's okay. what was I like your to 30th talk. birthday? You can ask me. <laughs> yeah, your, your 30th birthday. Like, what did you do? Do you remember it? How did you feel? If I recall correctly, I was in Cuba with my then, then girlfriend. Oh, um, was that when you got sick? Yeah, I think on my birthday, I went for a horse ride. And I had the yeah. worst stomachache on my birthday. Oh my gosh. I remember going on this horse ride. And if anyone has been on horses, you know that that rocks your body in a certain way. That if you have things that feel like they want to come bursting out of you, it's not really the best motion to be in. If you, need to, <laughs> if you feel like you need to go do a number two and it's like the nasty kind, it doesn't help that you're bouncing up and down on a horse. And then so we stopped for a lunch break uh, during the horse ride at this, you know, pretty rural area. And I was kneeled over the, the table, just fists clenched, like, <sighs> hold it in. I can do it. It's okay. Oh Don't use the washroom. God. And then I was my partner. And then we were maybe like half a year into our relationship at that time. So it's a pretty new relationship, right? <laughs> so I was just like low-key embarrassed already. And then finally I had, to, I had to go. And then so I go to the washroom, but the washroom is... Literally, and I know people say this a lot. They use the word literally, and it's not literally. I mean it this time. This washing was literally a shack in the middle of like a forest area, clearing area. And then the door didn't lock and it wouldn't stay shut. So my partner had to come with me. Oh my God. Stand right outside the shack door to keep the door closed so no one would come in. 
and probably hear me just explode things out of my body. And then there was no toilet paper. So she had toilet paper and then she had to hand me, you know, the toilet paper. And it was probably, I don't know if embarrassing is the right word because that might not do the experience justice, but it was... Hey, you guys got real comfortable with each other. Yeah, it was, I guess. it was, it was very, it was a lot for a relationship that was not even half a year in. Okay, so that was how I spent my birthday. So hopefully, you have a better birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Just ensure you have well, access to a washroom that is somewhat civilized. Out of the countryside. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll try my best. Some people say it's like not the best idea to like travel on your birthday because you just. Sometimes you encounter so many like, yes, I don't know, obstacles. So anyways, we'll take our chances. Okay. So I think you had a few things you wanted to, to share. I have a couple of questions if you want me to ask them, but uh, it's your episode. You want to talk about your favorite ice cream flavor? You want to talk no, about- No, 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 no. We're not no? talking about- fa- Well, my favorite ice cream. I don't even have a favorite ice cream flavor. You don't okay. have a favorite ice cream flavor? I don't think so. I, there's like none that come like pop up in my head. I like a lot of different ice cream flavors. So okay, that's not know, the point of this. No, of this. but come on, ice cream. <laughs> so, no, 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 ice cream. No, no, we have to get to the bottom of this. What oh is the last, my gosh! What is the last ice cream flavor that you ate? Oh, at Ernest, I really like the whiskey hazelnut. Okay, there we go. All right, there. I I've given you permission to move on. We have established you have some ice cream preferences. Everyone has ice cream preferences. <laughs> okay, what is yours? I like mango and green tea. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, Yeah. So I've brainstormed a few things that I learned in the past 30 years. It was more like in the last decade, I'll say, because I don't really remember what happened before. Yeah. What did you learn when you were five? 20. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I kind of remember. So it'll be like the last like 15 years or so. And then I have a few things that I'm kind of like looking forward to in my 30s. And then just a few observations from early 20s to now. So, yeah. Well, you have uh, I, big, shoes go to through f- them? big shoes to fill after my shitty story. <laughs> so It's very funny. No pressure. Good, good one. Um, so these are a few things that I learned. Okay, some of them are cheesy, okay? But you know I love like cheesy things. So oh, I, I am all about the cheese. Make just fun don't of move, me. Just don't move it. Okay. <laughs> So the first one is what other people think of me is none of my business. So this is kind of like, don't really care about what people think. It doesn't really matter. But I feel like when I was in my, you know, late teens, early 20s, sometimes I go back and read my journal entries. I just remember being like, yeah, just kind of obsessed about what people thought. I really cared a lot about what people thought of me. I feel like I tried to not really let it show. So maybe people wouldn't really have known that. But in my journal, I cared a lot about what people thought. And then towards my mid 20s to late 20s, now I'm just like, I don't care. (laughs) Maybe I've established such a friend group and like they know who I am and my family know, know who I am. And so I'm just like, okay, well, according to Dr. Seuss, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. So that's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I always think about that. Like every time I think I'm doing something and I'm like, oh, is this like stupid? Like, will people care? I always go back to that Dr. Seuss quote. So I have a couple questions. Yeah. As you can expect. 
do you remember if there was any one or two reoccurring things that you were most bothered by? Yeah, I mean, for a while, it was like school and work. So, um, you know, I was in like the arts program at school and a lot of like some of my friends were, you know, in business or they're in like science. Oh. And it's the it's kind of the pressure from my business family too, where I'm like, ah, I'm an arts kid, you know, and like not really even having like a passion in arts. Like, you know, I studied sociology and economics, but it's like, okay, well, that? there's like everything <laughs> under the sun in sociology. Like you learn about literally everything from gender studies to like consumerism, like everything. Right. And it wasn't until I took that course in natural resource management that I actually decided that I really liked it. And that's why I applied, you know, for my co-op nice. job. So it was that. Uh, some of it was appearance, like when, you know, we go on trips or like to the beach or on a vacation, I'd be like, oh my gosh. And I, you know, worked out and exercised basically for all the, I wouldn't say the wrong reasons, because I feel like if you want to do it for aesthetics, there's nothing wrong with that. It didn't, it didn't actually make me consistent because I would like work out really hard for this like one trip or vacation. And then afterwards really? I would just like not work out anymore. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until the last maybe like, I want to say five years that I've started like consistently working out more for my mental health, which is actually my next one. But you go ahead if you have more questions. I, I do. So you went from working out for other people's approval to working out for yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's even for other people's approval. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's for other people's approval. I and that suppose. reminds me of something you told me offline, which is this idea of self-respect being better and more important than self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Because self-respect comes from within and yeah. self-esteem comes from external sources. external sources, which is a lot more mm -hmm. out of your control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess just one more comment is that in terms of your what you studied, I was debating between majoring in international relations and can't remember what the other one was because I didn't end up doing it. I ended up do, taking IR, but I was debating between international relations and let's say psychology because that ended up being my minor. And I remember drawing up a pros and cons list and posting on Facebook back when Facebook still had notes. <laughs> do you remember Facebook notes? Yes, yes. So I put on Facebook notes, I put my pros and cons and I, and I wanted to solicit feedback and input asking people, what do you guys think? And I remember one of the pros that I put for IR was, oh, it's more reputable to be an international relations major. And just thinking right. back, that's such a shitty ass reason in the sense that reputable with employers, okay, maybe, but I think I was partly thinking about the, the prestige of being able to say, oh, mm. I'm an IR major. It's like, it would be mm -hmm. more less looked down upon. And that was one mm -hmm. of the factors that made me want to do to pick IR. Yeah. And especially as a, you know, having years of experience now in the career advising field, what a silly reason to pick, pick, pick something. Um, yeah. So all the power to you as a sociology major. <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, I mean, at that age, I, I honestly still feel like you're a bit too young to like know what you want to study yeah, and like totally what you kind of want to do for the rest of your life. So totally are. I guess that's why a lot of people, you know, go back to school and things like that later in life. But mm. I just kind of want to go back to what I was saying about, you know, working out for like aesthetics or whatever. It, it wasn't even like I had fr like my friends didn't care. Like they didn't, they never said anything. I didn't have bad friends or whatever. It was more just yeah, I don't know if it was an age thing, but it was just an insecurity, I guess. I don't want to put anything 
putting words in your mouth, but I will say that I have unfortunately heard from more female people that I know in my life that body image has is such a challenging thing to grapple with uh, because of mm. societal pressure and expectations. Uh, for example, I read a autobiography by Portia. Portia, I can't remember. Garasi? Yeah, she's Ellen's partner. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. And Portia struggled with body image and had binge eating issues um, or something like that. And it was because of, you know, body image insecurities or whatnot. And that book was very, very sobering for me to read, but also very insightful for me to understand this side of society and culture that I'm quite uh, removed from. So it's a, mm -hmm. it was a quite a good book. If anyone is interested, I, I'll share the name in the show notes, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if that was part of it for you, but I certainly just want to say as a man, I want to express a lot of empathy for anyone who feels societal pressure. I will tell you right now uh, in a bit of a vulnerable thing, one of, if not the biggest, but one of my biggest uh, insecurities is having skinny arms. As a guy, you know, there's a lot of pressure to be buff, to be jacked. Um, and I've just always been slim. That's just my body type. Uh, it's not necessarily only because I didn't work out, but I guess because I didn't work out, that didn't help either. So yeah, but I always hated going. I never wanted to go to the gym as some of you who have been listening will know I only started recent, going recently because I always had this feeling that like I want friends or potential partners to choose me for who I am inside, not because I'm super hot. And so I always told myself, I will start working mm. out once I get a girlfriend, not before. Because <laughs> I don't like the idea of, oh, I go to the gym, get jacked so that I can attract girls. I really, really hate that But you that can do notion. it for yourself. Yeah, for sure. So, But I didn't have the interest to do it for myself oh, okay. <laughs> most of my life. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, so just to... Gotcha relates if, if at all uh if okay. that's helpful but uh yeah and so my second one is kind of related but for me it was like a big realization that if you want to improve your mental health sleep and working out are the biggest things that you could possibly do for yourself right um getting enough sleep and getting those endorphins from working out um has hugely helped me with decreasing stress I feel like in my early 20s, there was just so much going on. Like there was school, there was work, and everything was not super routined. So it wasn't as easy to just get enough sleep and like work out because I felt like there was always things on the go. Mm -hmm. But as I got into my late 20s and I have a job that's like basically a nine to five every day, I've developed more of a routine which allows me to basically get enough sleep and get my workout in. And I just feel like I'm way less stressed than I used to be. And yeah, I definitely think that's a huge contributor to stress, not getting enough sleep. Just not getting enough sleep. I, yeah. Yeah. How much, how much sleep do you think you used to get? I used to get probably like six and now seven to eight. And wow. the mood difference is just huge for me. I can always tell when I've not got enough sleep. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, when babies are like just, they cry a lot more and yeah. they're just so much more grumpy when they don't get enough sleep. Yeah, like that, like I that. feel like that's the same for adults. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're, we're, we're giant babies. So if working out uh, is such a great contributor to your mental health and how you feel, why, why do you think, 
why do you think the norm is that working out is so hard for people to do or so hard for people to keep up consistently? If it, if it improves how you feel so much, wouldn't you think that it wouldn't be everyone's like New Year's resolutions? I think for a lot of people, well, for me, I just, I've also found ways of working out that I really enjoy. And I think there's something out there for like everyone in terms of exercise that they, I know you say you like dread your workouts or I whatever, workouts. but, I but I really think that if you find, okay, first of all, if you find something that you really enjoy, uh, you're probably more likely to stick to it because you yes. actually like doing it. And second, like, I think it's like, you got to do some cardio, like to get your heart pumping, to get the, like the blood flowing. I think if you just do strength training, maybe you don't feel those like endorphins as much. Like once you get your heart rate up, I feel like well, it, I think it the really boosts that. The problem actually from a lot of my friends I know, and myself included, is that people don't mind cardio in the sense that people love to play sports, but they don't, they just don't like going to the gym. They don't like strength training and lifting weights. Mm -hmm. And that's me too. I love playing sports. If you're telling me that I could be 100% healthy just playing sports, I'll play sports four or five times a, a week. I, I, I love it. But So that's um, something you enjoy. Yeah, but it's not. you can't just do cardio. We need resistance and strength training to be healthy. Yeah, I guess. I, I find that like the endorphins for me mostly come from cardio. The part that I like about strength training is that you can see improvements. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, once you see, what is that quote? Once you see an improvement, it becomes an addiction or something like that. I don't know. I, so. I will say uh, I, when I went to the gym today, I bumped into two acquaintances, I'd say, and we chatted and it was uh, a pretty, it, it was fun. It was cool. And it made the whole experience like, hey, look at me. I'm like bumping into people at the gym now. I'm one of you guys. <laughs> You can bump a fist. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not good at being a... I'm really awkward as a, as a bro. Like one of the guys <laughs> I went out and I, you know, I held all my, my, my hand to do one of those yeah. like bro handshakes. <laughs> and uh, I felt very bro-y. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's another reason is c community, right? Like uh, whether you take workout classes or whether you go to the gym, I think having yeah. a sense of community kind of yeah. helps you. So. I think it does, it does like usually from what I've seen on TikTok and, and online, like when you're at the gym, it's a pretty good community. People are very supportive of each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you bump into your friend, it's, I keep trying to tell myself that because obviously I'm starting out, right? So I'm not like lifting yeah. super heavy. And I just tell myself, hey, you know, hey, you know what? No one's judging you. No one gives a shit about you. But even if they do notice you, they'll probably just be like, yo, good, good you know, good for him. Because everyone's yeah. somewhere. And, in, yeah. and and unless you're a total asshole, you're not going to the gym to shit on people. To or, make fun of other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. My next one is that now time seems to go by really fast. And I've learned that it's like okay to slow down. I think this is because in our early 20s, even though things were kind of go 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 it was like I don't know there there was still so like after university you could look forward to a career or whatever there's always like that next step now I feel like it, because you're in that next step I don't know everything just seems to move by faster I don't know <laughs> I don't know if I'm making any sense but what do you mean move faster because before if you were going from one step to another right first year second year first job moving out those are very mm -hmm. tangible milestones that are happening that's speed by you like oh my gosh i'm already moving out oh my gosh i'm already a manager instead of an assistant what is flying by you really fast now 
No, I feel like they're going by faster because things are not happening. Because like in the last (laughs) last five years, it just feels like things are like the same. Oh, right, right, right. So, okay. So you mean it's like, oh, it's already been five years and not that much has changed. (laughs) Nothing has changed. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. And I think I I learned more that it's it's okay to just like slow down and not think about how fast time is going. I don't know. I'm only 30. So one of the things that might be maybe you have experienced or at least I know friends have is with this in respect to this is seeing other people speed on ahead in the traditional path of life. I've had Mm -hmm. someone, uh, a good friend express some anxiety to me when her friend who was in a even nearer relationship than her was already discussing moving in with her partner. And then she was asking me like, like, should I be moving in with my partner? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I thought I should wait a year, but they've only been together for a few months and they're already talking about it. And obviously it's easy to say, oh, you know, don't compare to others, just do your own thing. But I think it's easier said than done when you see other people charge forward in accomplishing and attaining things that you want as well but then they're doing it before you even though they're yeah you know younger than you or yeah in a shorter relationship than you but they're already moving in together i think that can give people a sense of oh gosh i'm not moving fast enough and time is speeding speeding on by time what, is what moving. do you yeah is that that's a really good point yeah because i feel like the past five years maybe things have been like pretty much the same for me and it's it's just like I feel like it's just kind of like, okay, what's the next thing? Where's the next thing? I'm like never looking forward to like the next thing anymore because I'm like, okay, I guess I'm kind of here. So just recognizing that it's okay to be here, I guess, and like slow down. Things will, what is that? K sera sera, whatever will be, will be. Wow. Well, are you throwing down Latin now or something? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. Is that Latin? This this episode has, I don't know if it's Latin, but this episode All the quotes. Has From Dr. Seuss yeah, to, <laughs> to Latin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, want to play a, a very short clip, and I don't know if it'll work out well. If it if it doesn't, I'll, I'll cut it out. But it's related to this, and I'll let you get to your, to your next point. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as being behind in life. There's only where you are on the path that you're creating. To be behind means to be behind someone walking the same path as you. No one is walking the same path as you. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I, I res- that resonated with me um, mm-hmm. and so I saved it. Okay, thanks for sharing. What, what else have you learned? Um, I've learned that you don't have the time and energy for everyone. And you kind of have to pick and choose who you can spend your time and energy with. In my early 20s, I feel like I saw friends a lot. In school, we see each other. Sometimes after school, we see each other. We see each other a lot on the weekends. And then, you know, once we all started working, it was a lot harder because people have their own evening routines. And then on the weekends, you only have two days. You can't like just hang out all day, every day with people. You have your own responsibilities. And so that was a big shift for me because I feel like in university, I thought that was the way it was always going to (laughs) be because I was like, if we made it out of high school and we're still together and hanging out every day in university, like this is going to be like the rest of our lives, which is a bit naive, obviously. But then 
yeah, in the past few years, you just re- really realize that you just, it's just impossible to hang out with all your friends at the same time. But when, like a lot of the friends that I don't see, when we hang out with each other, it's basically like we're in high school. We're just literally the same. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Audrey's episode when she talked a little bit about having a spring cleaning of friends. Is that sort of maybe (laughs) something you did as well? With the exception of those long-term friends that you would never (laughs) spring clean out of your life. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, not so much so. It's more just like you you start to hang out more with people who kind of have the same interests as you and like to kind of do the same thing. Like for yeah, me, that's yeah. going out, you know, happy hours. <laughs> Why are we um, still friends then? <laughs> we don't hang on. out a lot. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we don't hang out a lot, actually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you have friends like that? Like, did you, did you find that to be the same? I mean, this is, yeah, this is, I think, everyone, right? It's not anything revelatory, but certainly as you get older, outside of university, everything becomes a lot more intentional. Because if, if you're not intentional, it will it will die. Either one side has to, one side will give up. You know, one person gives up on the friendship, not like mil- maliciously, they just, you know, stop making an effort to stay in touch. And then the other person either will try to keep it alive or they, or they won't and that will die. Um, I've had a few friendships even recently that I've reflected on. It's like, you know, if I didn't do anything, they would never initiate. So like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm done. <laughs> I wasn't sorry. I'm not, mm-hmm. I wasn't mad, but it was just a, okay, you know, that's fine. I respect everyone. As you said, everyone has their own choices. And I think this one person I'm thinking about, they're always happy to, to see me and happy to schedule something when I reach out. But I think for the past 10 times now, over the past five plus years, everything has been initiated by me. And it's too bad because I really like this person. I enjoy their company a lot, but I think I just got to realize, hey, this is a one-sided effort. And it doesn't mean I can't keep doing it if I genuinely want to do it, but I think that I deserve a friendship that's more recipro- reciprocal. Yeah, two-sided. So I think I will probably stop reaching out to that person, um, but I don't have any, any, any hates or any ill feelings towards them. Yeah. 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 And it's hard. (laughs) I mean, it is hard and it isn't because people would argue that, okay, well, then you're not prioritizing people, but we have so much time in in a weekend or in a day. I think we we all, a lot of us have had those high school groups and a lot of people I've heard from recently, they're reflecting on how a lot of those friends we realize now that are, I think Audrey said this too, right? They, you were friends by circumstance because you guys hung out together, but now you have changed so much as a person that you're so different and then you only maybe meet up for birthday parties and then it's almost not fake but it's all a little bit forced it's like we're here we enjoy each other company but we don't have that much to talk about anymore because we're such different people yeah yeah no i agree okay i have like a couple more so i guess this one kind of relates to the first one but for me like not everything is a big deal and things are usually never as bad as they seem I think I get this a lot, sometimes with like work deadlines, sometimes if it's like, I don't know, sometimes like going on a date or like something that you're dreading, but it's like not actually a big deal. And then once you get past it, you're like, oh my gosh, like why was I stressing about it for five days or whatever? And it was so chill. So one thing that I've heard before which is easier to say than do, but they're like, okay, don't stress out about the future because why would you put yourself in that like anxiety state twice? 
Mm. Like you're, you're anxious about it and then you're anxious during it. So like, why don't you just not skip that first part and mm. go straight to the, the second one? Easier said than done for sure. But I think I've learned to do that more in the last few years. Can you remember any example of something that you felt really bad about? that you dreaded or that in that moment you felt it was catastrophic and then now you look back and you're like oh that was not a big deal yeah and we've kind of talked about this before but probably doing presentations like okay. i always uh or if it's like a a meeting where i'm dreading because there's gonna be i don't know a bunch of people there and things could get ugly or offside um but usually it's it's really not as bad I used to have actually pretty high stress levels about very tiny things. And I think it was probably because in my early 20s, really? like I kind of just had a higher stress level. So one example I always give is like, I used to miss a train or miss the bus, like just barely. And I could feel like the anxiety just rising, like my blood pressure just goes through the roof and oh, no. I start to almost like panic. But it's like a bus, like it's a, or it's a SkyTrain, like it, the next one comes in three minutes. I don't know why <laughs> that just <laughs> brought my anxiety levels up so high. Were you, were but you, I think is, that was it, just. And it was not because you were late. No, no, it wasn't yeah. because I was late. It yeah, was just because no I always took that one train mm -hmm. and I miss it. Okay. My last thing is try new things on your own. I started to realize that a lot of the things that I wanted or like to do, my friends don't want to or they're not interested in. I'm the same. So I'm like, okay, well, I feel like this is holding me back. So I'm just going to go do it by myself. And the more I did that, the more comfortable I was doing it. So one year I signed up for dragon boating when I saw an ad on a newspaper. I was like, this looks fun. I'm going to go did try that. it. When was this? Yeah, this was maybe like three, four years ago. I didn't like it, but at least I tried it to know I didn't like it. Well, what, what, what didn't you like about it? Dragon Boating is pretty popular in our so city. It was so competitive. I'm not a competitive person. I didn't realize that the, oh, yeah, the sport yeah, yeah, yeah. was so competitive. They're like <laughs> so intense with their paddles. are like, hoo, ha, hoo, ha. <laughs> and like you have to be in perfect sync. Yeah, and I'm yeah, just yeah. like, oh my God, I'm not cut out for this. And then I was in the Dragon Boat Festival and I think we got like third or something and everyone was so mad and pissed off. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, <laughs> this is not the sport for me. <laughs> but I just saw it in a newspaper on my way to yeah, work. So yeah. I just decided to try it. And then the other thing was like um, scuba diving. Yeah. I saw like a Groupon for it and I just decided to sign up. And then it's now become one of my hobbies. Same with dance. And that awesome. now goes to like any kind of workout class or any, yeah, I'm just not really afraid to go try things on my own now, which Yay. is a change. Yeah. I the, the one thing I think that I do on my own, and I haven't done it for many years, partly because of the pandemic, that I think a lot of people are like, ooh, is that I am a big uh, movie buff, right? I like to analyze the, the sort of the themes, the cinematography, the, the directing choices, whatever. Anyway. Um, so I like movies a lot, not just as a popcorn flake. And so I would go to watch movies by myself, not like all the time, but maybe two, three, two times a year, two, three times a year, because mm -hmm. some of the movies I really like are more maybe indie movies that are not mainstream and people haven't heard of it or they're not interested, or I just didn't want to have to bother to ask someone to go see a movie with me and figure yeah. out who I would ask. And I just was maybe easier. So I think I saw some popcorn flakes by myself as, as well. And then I would honestly feel a lot of anxiety. And I think I still would. 
But mm. the most anxiety is when I walk in that theater and I approach my seats. And as I'm walking up the stairs and I'm pushing my seat, I'm all by myself. And then the super loud narrative that's playing in my head is everyone thinks you're a freaking loser, David. Like that's literally what I'm thinking <laughs> in my head, right? It's like, oh, every, everyone's thinking, yeah. why does that guy have no friends? What is What the hell is wrong with him? And maybe I'm sounds like I'm exaggerating, but not really. Like that's sort of what plays through your head, uh, my head. Um, but then the moment I sit down and I sort of settle in and I'm like, okay, I think everyone who's staring at me, which is no one, by the way, I think everyone who's staring at me has moved on now. And I, and once the movie starts, I'm so, it's great because even if I had friends, you're not talking to each other. So yeah, it's hard, especially for movies. Like, yeah, I don't know, you're but it's not hard, though. talking. You're not a huge movie person, but like you wouldn't feel great going to a movie by yourself, do you think? I would go to a movie by myself because I that is like, I feel like that's one of the things that I would be comfortable with because oh, yeah? you're not okay. social. Like I'd have a harder time going to maybe like a bar by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No, how about this? Going to eat sit for a sit down dinner meal at a restaurant by yourself. Mm. That is one that I think a lot of people, even if they will go to a movie, they're like, no, I can't. I can't do for that. For sure. For sure. I've done it a, a couple times, but it not very often. Um, and not never to like, like a restaurant restaurant. Restaurant restaurant, you know? yeah. yeah. You may, you may, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll grab a pho once in a blue moon by yourself. Yeah, yeah like yeah, a yeah, diner yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But I have seen people at like a fancier restaurant eating by themselves. And I, to me, I'm just so like inspired. Like it never is me judging me like, oh my gosh, they're eating by themselves. I'm like inspired. Yeah. Okay. More so than being like, okay, why are they, why are they eating by themselves? Have you traveled by yourself before? I, I know the scuba diving trip, but that was on a boat. So. Uh, yeah. Other than that, no, never okay. traveled by myself. Because if you travel by yourself, you, that's a big part, unless you want to eat McDonald's every yeah. day. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I have uh, actually eaten, sit down at a restaurant, both locally and when on my travels by myself, quite a lot, mm-hmm. probably at least, at least 50 times in my life now. Wow. Or more, maybe a hundred So times. are you pretty comfortable with it? Just pretend you're like a food critic, like bring out a notebook, start <laughs> writing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 saw, I saw like a TikTok where the person's like, oh, this is like a food hack, right? Go to a restaurant, bring out a notebook and, and, and act. Yeah. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the restaurant might think, I think at that time, Michelin was visiting Vancouver. So it's like uh-huh. the restaurant might think you're a Michelin critic and then they'll give yeah. you extra food. And the person had like a spy cam or something. And then that restaurant did treat him uh. like special. They gave him like extra like plates and be like, oh, because they thought he yeah. was a, you know, a food critic. I, I don't know if yeah. I have the balls to try something, a prank like that, but uh, it's it's pretty Because I've seen people also with their like really nice photography, like cameras too, right, trying right. to get yeah, like yeah, the yeah, perfect yeah. shot. And I'm so, like, oh, I, like I'm they just gave blogger. him one that's, yeah. They just gave him one that looks extra beautiful. Okay, well, those were those were kind of like my decade reflections. I have this one random observation because I, I was looking through my Facebook albums the other day, which I do quite often. I don't know if it was like if you did this with your friends, but we used to post so many pictures oh, yeah. on Facebook. Always have our cameras, digital cameras, taking pictures of it, like everything. And then making like albums on albums on Facebook. And now that, I don't know if that still exists, like the younger kids, do they, whether they do that or not, but everything now is like Insta or TikTok and everything is curated. It has to be perfect. There's a filter on it or like nothing is just like a picture for the sake of random pictures anymore. 
Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, back then, I kind of like, miss that now. Yeah, because you would upload all these photos and you would upload not just the perfect ones because you're uploading a hundred mm-hmm. from the weekend. And then there'd be some that are more candid and then they're kind of funny, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And then remember- None how- of them had a filter. Like oh, yeah, what was sure. a filter back then? Nothing. So- Remember, remember tagging? Like, yeah. <laughs> every time I would go home from a big event or hangout, it, yeah. we, just, we just spent hours on Facebook because everyone's tagging everyone. Everyone's commenting. Yeah. It's like yeah. almost it's almost like a post hangouts debrief online on Facebook. Yeah. It would be And it, quite in a, a sense party. it was like a journal or a diary entry cuz you could just look back and be like, "Oh, that's what I did like last summer and just yeah. it's so nostalgic." But we yeah, we never do that anymore. I I, I do miss it because uh, to your point, it, it is like a journal. I, I I look back, I have my Facebook albums to have my tech photos, but I feel like my life you know, if I ever wanted, you know, put together some sort of wedding slideshow or something, right? Like, where would I look for mm-hmm. photos? I have so many photos during this specific time in my life, but it had, it, yeah. it's like almost like my life stopped. Yeah. Five, 10 years ago. And I don't have photos exactly. from, from that time anymore. Yeah. People don't really take as many photos out anymore. I mean, people take pictures of food and stuff, but it's like the one picture and you put it on Insta. Yeah. But before it was just like so many snap snaps yeah. of everything. So. Yeah. So that's a lot of amazing reflections. Gee, thanks for sharing and being vulnerable and and then all that. But you're now turning the page and you're in a 30s club. <laughs> so it's a brand new decade as you as you always say you love fresh starts. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a very fresh start for another 10 years. What are your hopes and dreams for the next 10 years? <laughs> and you can go as <laughs> as shallow and as superficial as you as you would like. Yeah, I mean, this is a big question because when I think back, I'm like, if you asked me that question when I was 20, I feel like I would mostly feel like I'm I'm where I would have thought I am. Maybe like, you know, with a partner, possibly married, but that's all like ifs. I think I would have hoped that I have a good career, maybe I've purchased my own home. So I have done that, which I guess I would maybe meet my 20-year-old self's expectations. But yeah, in the next 10 years, I guess the quick ones, partner, uh, family, like kids, and kids yeah, like our home. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure yet. Kid or kids. And then, yeah, just a, a, a home. I maybe not along the lines of like where I hope to be, but like what I hope to do more of in the next 10 years as well is like continuing to do challenging things. I feel like I've started on that in the past couple of years and that's one of my New Year's resolutions as you know, but just don't be like, okay, well, you're 30 now and you're like, okay, coast. whatever, kind of co- coast cruise through through life, I want to continue kind of the momentum of doing challenging things, whatever that might be, like maybe other challenges will come up that I didn't know existed. You don't have something on your on your mind? Not really. But it's more of like what I was talking about in my resolutions. It's a lot of like the little things. It's not so much like bungee jumping or like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. skydiving. It's, it's, it's not like that. It's like the everyday little things that challenge you yeah. to help you become that like 1% yeah. better, right? I, I've been trying to uh, do that more as well which is like whenever i realize that something that i am procrastinating even for 30 seconds or one minute or something that's on my calendar on my list and i'm not doing it and if i'm honest with myself in that moment i i realize i tell myself oh you know this is actually just i just don't want to do it 
And then my pivot I'm trying to now is whenever I can identify, oh, this is something I don't want to do, then I'm like, that's why I need to do that right now because I am trying to find things to do that I don't want to do. It's like, instead of the feeling, I don't want to do it as a reason why you aren't, why I'm not doing things. I want mm-hmm. that feeling of, I don't want to do it to be the reason that makes me do the things, do that thing. Yeah, like that's but your trigger. Yeah, that's my trigger. If, if when I realize, oh, I don't want to do this is instead of, okay, then I won't do it. It's, oh, I don't want to do it. Oh, okay, this is my trigger. Okay, now I have to go do it. This, this is my yeah. pledge or my promise to myself that I'm going to try and do this whenever I realize it's something I don't want to do. It's hard. Classic it's, habit loop. It's hard, yeah, it's hard <laughs> as hell. Well, it's hard to even recognize that you are procrastinating sometimes because you're just so used to like not doing it. For me, it's more like when I feel uncomfortable. It's like just in a moment or if there's a situation mm-hmm. where I maybe feel uncomfortable doing something, but like it's a challenge and it's not And like, it's just you know, a mind stupidity. thing, right? It's a mind mm-hmm. thing. I tell myself mm-hmm. that every day in the shower, in the cold shower, and I, and I know people are rolling their eyes because we're talking about this again. But it's like, I just tell myself, no matter how painful it is, it's not harmful for my health at this specific setup, right? I'm not in danger. And so literally, it's just mind over matter. And so there's no excuse. I can't do it. Do you know what's kind of funny? Ever since I started doing the cold showers, because I'm hoping to get to a point where like automatic, like I just, that's my routine, but I've not gotten there yet because every single day after my hot shower, I'm thinking like, I'll just skip this one day. Like, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll just, yeah. I'm, I've been doing it every day. I'll just skip it. But every day I've been doing it. So I'm oh, like, wow, wow, I'm on a streak. I've skipped mine a few times here and there for sure. I think on average, I do it five times out a week. I don't do it seven days a week. But Good it's weird because every day, <laughs> there hasn't been a day where I'm like, okay, I'll just do it. <laughs> every day I'm like, I could just skip it today. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like I've a routine. Excuses. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it's your 30th birthday, so to speak, when this episode comes out. Mm -hmm. Do you have uh, one or two public birthday wishes you want to share? Blowing out the digital candle in front of our humble, small audience? Yes, I do, actually. So my first one is that I really want people to subscribe to this podcast and or leave a review or send us an email. I know people have uh, enjoyed listening and showing their support, or at least my, my friends. <laughs> They've enjoyed listening <laughs> and showing support. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I would love if you're listening to this episode and you found it entertaining or you found it inspiring in any way, or if you're turning 30 or in the 30s club, please join our crew um, and we'll try to bring you really interesting podcasts about life lessons in your 30s. That is my birthday wish. Okay, you heard it here, guys. G's birthday wish. You better you better go do it. But no, I, I, I want to echo that real quick too, because we hope that we're providing content that is relatable or conversations that are interesting and insightful. And, you know, there's just a lot of content out there that is a little bit too... It's not as grounded, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of politics going on. There's a lot of culture wars going on, but sometimes the things that really matter, it's those little things every day that everyone can sort of relate to in a way, but maybe we don't talk about as much 
but or maybe you could talk about behind closed doors with one or two of your friends. It's I, I think it would be nice to to share our message a little bit more widely. So if you're listening and you you've had a good time, if you want to share the podcast with one other friend that you think might enjoy it as well, we would really appreciate that. And G would because her it's her birthday. Um, if you tell us later, G, that your birthday didn't go well, we know why. It's because our numbers did not go <laughs> not up. No, not no people <laughs> subscribed. Yeah. No, I think one of the reasons why, like personally for me, why I w- really wanted to um, start this podcast is because I feel like there wasn't uh, enough content out there that was related to being in your 30s, but also having it be more of a conversation um, rather than tips and tricks like right. or some, something that's super um structured that's a good birthday wish she i i support this wish mm-hmm. <laughs> you endorse it thank you i endorse it thank yes. you so much yeah well i know that this is your birthday episode and you're you're in philippines but as we speak right now you haven't technically left yet so safe travels mm-hmm. have an awesome thank time. you most importantly, please come back with scintillating tales and stories to share on the on air with Yes. With us. I am going to be writing things down and, you know, jotting down fun stories. So I hope to have lots of fun, exciting stories to share when I come back. Dude, if you're right on the edge of potentially about to make a very irresponsible decision, just tell yourself, do it for the pod. Do it for the pod. If you've already had 10 shots and someone's like, do you want to down this Long Island iced tea? And you're like, "Mm, probably not, but I'll do it for the pod. You know what? I'll do it for the pod and I'll do it for being uncomfortable and doing uncomfortable things. (laughs) So it's a double win. That's so funny. All right. I'll be safe. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Until next time then. All right. Bye. Bye everyone. Take care. Bye.